This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. You, says Maureen. Oh, yes, you. You. Uh, Yeah, that's not even what I sound like. Well, it's not what I sound like either. My voice is very low today. Anyway, you, patreon.com slash says who is the reason that we can do this. You can support it $1. You can support it $5. You can support it a million dollars. That would be nice. Um, Go to patreon.com slash says who and support says who. I'm Dan Sinker, and I support this message. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm Maureen Johnson, author of books such as Truly Devious and the Vanishing Stare. Now, I know I talk about this all the time, but listen, you probably need a distraction right around now. And if you haven't checked them out, why not pick up a copy of what? Why? Why? Why not pick up a tr- copy of Truly Devious and then the sequel, The Vanishing Stare, and sit yourself down with a book? A, it's a nice distra- You probably need a break. You probably need to get away from your screens. Why don't you give it a try? All my books are available wherever books are sold. Just go and get one, and then sit down and just go. Just do it. I don't know what I have to say anymore. I, Dan, what what am I doing wrong? I, you're doing everything right. You were oh. on the New York Times bestselling list. Oh, but yet here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Just do it, I guess. If you want, there's no pressure. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Hey, yeah. Um, I'm going to need uh, a couple copies made of this uh, this document. I'm going to need two thousand. Sir, I, sir th- this we, isn't a copy shop, sir. Okay, we never, you know, we never really address this, but it's it's fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a four page document, so I'm just going to need you to. Just, Sir, two thousand copies of this. Uh, sir, I, you know this, sir. We make hamburgers here, I'm sir. Gonna, I, yeah, I know, but in this case, I'm going to need you to make some copies. I'm going to want, I want a lot. I want more than two. I really want to fill this car up. So uh, maybe five thousand copies. Well, sir, we don't even. We have a fry basket and hot oil, but we don't have a copier. You have some hot oil. Yes, sir. You can just put that in a to-go cup. I'll take some of those. Uh, and okay. uh, and uh, five thousand copies. And, not, and, sir. and and then uh, yeah, it's fine. And then uh, we'll get uh, some uh, nuggets. Okay. Uh, nuggets. Eight hundred nuggets. That's more than we have, sir. Five thousand copies. Huh. Look. He's very excited about this letter. We have to get... If you don't copy this, he's going to go on one of his rampages again. And do you want that? Do you want that? He'll do that anyway, sir. Oh, so you're the expert all of a sudden on taking care of him. I want the nuggets. I want the copies. I want the cup of hot oil. And, um... I can't do... All right, we don't need the oil. And I'll take, uh, uh, do you have an apple pie? Yes, sir, they're that's, delicious. Yeah, that's, that's for me. That's for me. Okay. Drive um, through, sir. He really likes this letter. You know what? Give me two apple pies. 
You've got it. What's happening with your voice, kid? I have a cold, sir. Uh, you feel changes in your body? It's just kind of a... This conversation suddenly started making me very uncomfortable, sir. Please drive through. Strange feelings you don't really understand. and I'm deeply... Because uh, I have that. Right now. I have that, and it's it's because of who I work for. Please, there's a line of cars behind you, sir. Please they can go through. fuck themselves. You can fuck off. You want to you, you wanna go to jail, cars? Do you want to go to jail? Anyway, I just like talking to you, and, um, you know, um, sir, I think only you understand I, how I feel. I need to go on my break, sir. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I went to Georgetown. I got a degree. I, you know, I volunteered at CPAC. I, I thought I did all the right things, and here I am in the drive through line again trying to get copies from a McDonald's. And... This isn't a thing we even do, sir. You know, you just don't expect the twists and turns your life are going to take. And, um, I, God damn it, I, you know, I understand I, it's been a weird week, sir, but I really do need really, you to drive through now. It really has been a weird week for me, and I want to thank you for understanding. I mean, I did, gosh, I, 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 I go on Tucker Carlson. I, I thought I did I'm everything gonna go right. I'm going to go on my break, sir. You go ahead and just talk. I don't care anymore. Can I come on your break with you? No, sir. Sir, no, it's, it's fine. It's all fine. Well, Go that was ahead. it. <laughs> Sorry, that was me coughing. Now, did we do it again? Yeah. Is it, well, are you going to cough? No, you go. Welcome to Says Who. <coughs> Yeah, you did cough. The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson, and I don't think you're Dan Sinker. I have a very low voice today, Maureen. When you came on, I genuinely did not think it was you. It is. I I am in uh, beautiful Los Angeles, California right now, where it is seven in the morning. I have not had coffee I uh, I was working a job yesterday where I talked all day, and I woke up, and I have a very deep, I have a very deep voice. It is deep. Boy, it oh is, boy. It is something. It's actually better than it was, because when you first came on, that's when I didn't think it was you. Yeah, well, the, the drive through guy helped work the range a little bit. <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, it's early. And let me tell you, Maureen, I was like, this is going to be fine because we have to we have to record early because I've got a I've got a job uh, that I got to get to in a little bit. Uh, But I was like, this is going to be great. I'll get the notes done late and then I'll sleep and then I'll get up and I'll go downstairs. So the coffee place opens at 630. So no problem. I'll get coffee and like maybe a muffin and come back up and uh, and do this thing at seven o'clock. I'll be ready to go. I went downstairs and the entire restaurant is blocked off and there is a person sitting in front of it that's like, you want coffee? I'm like, yes. And she was like, there's no coffee. <laughs> that's helpful. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. But, uh, but yeah, it means that I am flying, I'm flying without a, without a rudder. Well, that, that's like America this week, Dan. 
Dan. Dan. Maureen. Maureen. I'm just going to rewind a second to say that I was in two states last week. I was I did my one report from Florida. Yep. Then I went to Chicago. Yes, you did. Where I saw you and we did an event together. We did. I met your children and your wife. Yep. I made best friends with the three-year-old. Yep. Man, he is in love. He is still in love. Is he? Oh, yeah. Every time he gets dressed now, he goes, putting on my pants. Yeah, I I made up a catchphrase by accident, and now... uh... (laughs) Now that's it. That's it for him. He's done. Yeah, he was getting he was getting dressed. He had to put his gym. He went to the book the signing, and then he got they changed. You know, you changed him in the car into his pajamas so he could fall asleep on the ride back. And he yeah. had to put on his little sleeping diaper thing. And I and I made up a little dance and song that went putting on my pants. And he really just adopted that as his own. Oh yeah, just a hundred times in the car on the drive home. For and, sure. And did not sleep that whole part of the ride I was. <clears throat> no, no. He's, he stayed awake throughout. It was, uh, uh, he actually conked out quite quickly after you, after we dropped you at your hotel. But, uh, but yeah, he, he is in love. He is a Maureen Johnson fan. I made two fans this week of a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So like, I feel like I'm really, I found my audience. That's a good week. Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, I'm a big hit with the with the five year old who I was queen of the mermaids with. So, but yeah, we got to hang out. It, it was good. Fir- it is the first time that we have hung out in person since we started. Says who? Yep. We, and we, then, yeah, that night that we were hanging out, the moon was low and magical. I was teaching a child strange chants. As we were together, Dan, when we came together under that moon, something else was coming together that we did not know about. Yeah, no kidding. Muller was finishing up. It was us. It was us, Maureen. And we were together on a Thursday night. You came down to my basement. Yep. You saw the microphone. I did. And at that moment in Washington, D.C., Robert Mueller stood up from a conversation, turned towards his computer, and just started typing. Oh, my God. And then... That, that's how I see it in my brain, at least. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I know it all now. Yeah, they were finishing when we were together. That's so fucking weird. So we did a, we did a uh, Town Watch extra episode in which we are sort of convinced that we may have performed a magical spell. Yeah. I I haven't I haven't lost that convincing no. yet. The more we looked at it, the more we the more we realized that we may have actually performed some sort of And then we were trying to figure out what the next step is to complete the spell. I think we we invoked Right. So, we invoked the report, but there's more to do. So clearly there's a next step. Yeah. As we said in in the Town Watch episode, which is available to Patreon supporters at the $5 and up level at patreon.com slash says who. See that? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, invoked, we invoked the spell that showed the hidden door. And now we need the spell to open it. Yeah. 
<sighs> so Friday afternoon, you left. And I think that's part of the problem is that, Dan, had you stayed in Chicago, yeah, the spell would have been completed. We really went I into think. some we went into some yeah. detail on this. Um, but you left. And yeah, I was me early that morning, me and my family, after getting back late, uh, loaded in the car and drove to uh, the two day drive out to Denver, where my family is spending spring break. Uh, so we actually recorded that Town Watch episode from I, I recorded it in our car parked in the dark outside a hotel in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I then we got to Denver and then I flew to Los Angeles where I have some work this week. Yeah, and I was in a hotel room in Chicago just sitting in your hometown then just sitting there. I know. I know. I was there. You I was were there. If you'd stayed, I really feel the outcome would have been different. Uh, well, thanks a lot. No, look. So I'm walking around Chicago. I'm doing my thing. I was at Comic-Con on Friday. And all of a sudden, my phone starts going bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, oof, what's this nonsense? And I looked down there. <laughs> and we all did on Friday afternoon and went, huh? Yeah. What's this? What's this? What's this? What? Huh? We had, um, we were driving and, uh, we, we had, uh, had to pull over at a rest stop in, uh, outside Des Moines, Iowa, because the three-year-old shat his pants in the car. Which Another is, omen. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. And so, uh, we changed him and then, uh, the three-year-old and the 13-year-old were playing at a little playground and me and Janice were like, Hey, let's go on a little, on a little bit of a walk. And, uh, at that moment I checked my phone and it had, it had gone down right then. And, uh, and I was like, shit, what is going on? Yep. And then all of America entered. It was like all of a sudden... All of us were in a weird new phase. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird that usually when you get some kind of weird news, you enter it either, you know, by yourself or with a smaller group of, you know, like a group of a known group of people. Whereas we all went over together like, what? Yeah. Um, and. I, uh, yeah. It's funny because. There were rumors about a month ago that he was done or close to done. And then he wasn't. And then you kind of, I had kind of forgotten that he might get done. Yeah. And he did. And it was and a report. Did. Yeah. And now, Dan, welcome to the time of the Mueller report. And um, when we first recorded on Friday, we, uh, we had no idea what was about to happen. No. And now we have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> oh, Lord. So let's get into it. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. So, yeah. So Mueller turned his report into Attorney General Bill Barr on Friday afternoon. Um. And then the only legal requirements for what has to be released to Congress is not the Mueller report, but 
a summary letter by uh, Barr uh, that reports on the report's, quote, principal conclusions. So all we know right now is contained in what? A f- it's like four pages? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a four-page letter. Yeah. And we know from that letter that Mueller's investigation involved 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, 230 orders for communication records, 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence, and 500 witness interviews. Yep. And what does it say? I mean, surely we must know what it says. We know bits of what it says. Like, we know the form of it. We know that it really looked into two questions, which is sort of what we knew ahead of time. Uh, that it was looking into Russians hacking of the election and specifically coordination or, you know, uh, between the Trump campaign and Russia to do so. And then we know that it looked into uh, obstruction of justice questions that came out uh, during and after um, all of this. So... It did find this, that uh, Russia did indeed attack the U.S. uh, on social media and in the email hacking of the Clinton campaign and the DNC. Yeah. Now, according again, this is all court, you know, we're everything we're getting is filtered through the summary of of this letter. And we do we know how long the report is? No, we don't know how long, but certainly the the scope and scale of the of the numbers that it lists, you know. It, that is a it cannot be a short report and it's certainly it is certainly a very large amount of corroborating documentation and evidence yeah you know the transcripts of 500 witnesses alone is is a large box yeah several large boxes yeah so we, according to the letter, the the investigation did not establish that Trump or anyone in the campaign conspired or coordinated with Russia. Right. Now, what that means exactly is, welcome to the world of trying to figure out what the fuck is happening based on very little information. Yeah, like it is a it 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 the letter is essentially a a document that can tell you anything you want to be told because it does not have particularly hard conclusions especially around obstruction of justice where there is literally a quote from Mueller in the in the summary there are quotes from the actual report and this is a quote while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Lawfare blog, which actually has a very good read on the whole thing, explains that as saying Mueller being barred from indicting the president has done the investigation has apparently declined to even evaluate the matter as a prosecutor and has laid out all the facts and the arguments for and against treating the president's behavior as criminal. 
It is now for other actors to decide whether the conduct Mueller describes is acceptable in a president. Right. Cool. Yeah, which is awesome. (sighs) All right. Now, let's talk. Let's do it. Let's break it down. So like the rest of us, I've spent, you know, the last first I on Saturday because I I flew back on Saturday and I decided not to look at it on Saturday because there was nothing going on on Saturday. So we were in the it didn't drop. Yeah, there was nothing. So we knew it was it's weird because usually we're, we're it was it was nice to be told you will not get information today. And I was like, Whew. <laughs> yeah, All right. Nice. I do some other stuff. Flew home. My husband, Oscar, also flew home from where he'd been at. He'd been at a games development conference, um, which I, as I told you, I once more than once tiredly uh, referred to as CPAC, even though <clears throat> none of those letters are in it, basically. Um, none. No, I was like, oh, yes, he's speaking at CPAC. And everyone looked at me and I was like, oh, what's the other one that isn't anything like that? Oh, GDC. Uh, and they're like. <laughs> so. Um, hmm. So I spent then, say, as it as the letter comes out, I spent a bunch of time listening to legal summaries and I tried not to turn on the news at all. Yeah. Just because I. Just every time the news is on, I'm like, nope, get that shit off. Um, I tried to get as much decent analysis as I could. Yeah. Because yeah. there's also been major Brexit stuff happening that we've been trying to follow. So <laughs> oh, everything mean, at once. Brexit is is also completely bananas. So um, the legal analysis is so there was reporting that on the day the letter came out, it seemed maybe reliable that there were some sources talking about the report that said the letter doesn't really reflect the rep- the tone of the report. Right. And that the report um, is brutal on the president. Like it's very damaging. And the letter is a kind of soft sell of the whole thing. Right. We don't know yet because we haven't yeah. seen it. And I mean, that's the thing. We don't know. And I, we don't know. I am hesitant at this point to really put much stock in anything because the people speaking about it most likely don't know. You know, as far as as far as anyone is is willing to admit, this report has not been seen by any eyes other than Barr and Rosenstein and the and the people involved with the Mueller investigation. Um, I don't, obviously it needs to be released. And the big question is, will it or not? But I don't put a ton of stock in, in any level of this doesn't reflect it or, you know, it's, it's actually super damning or anything like that. It, um, it, I, I gotta just step back and wait till it comes out. Yeah. That's the thing is we, and we don't know when. Presumably, I think it's more of a when than an if, because eventually, at some point in history, we will see it. <laughs> sure. Before the heat death of the sun, the Mueller report yeah. will be surfaced. 
I think that that's probably accurate. Um, but we don't know when. No, we don't. But I mean, but I do feel like obviously there were not any indictments when the report was turned in, which was, I would say, more disappointing than, than for me than it was surprising necessarily. Um, as we've talked before, I at least thought Dojo was going to go because there is a lot of publicly known information about Dojo and the Trump Tower meeting and and all right. of that stuff. Um, and and like publicly known in that, remember, Dojo in a fit of real genius released all of his emails in coordinating that that meeting. So like yes. there's no denying that that meeting didn't happen. And that there's no denying that the report did happen. But that's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the report, there is clear evidence and or in the in the summary letter that Russia did, in fact, attack the U.S. You know, like that there is there's stuff we know even in the letter. We know that, well, the president didn't not obstruct justice, <laughs> you know, Um. I think the trick of all of it is that beyond a reasonable doubt is the is the level for a prosecutor. And I would gut that if you are prosecuting the president of the United States, you you raise the bar of what reasonable doubt looks like by a lot. Yeah, there's there's clearly some very and neither of us are lawyers. You believe the law firm of Sinker and Johnson is available for you. <laughs> <laughs> but just common sense would dictate that there are some very complicated concerns here of how you go about this process and also just how you use your time. Because say you tried to get the president, you know, tried to get a deposition. What does that look like in terms of timeline? What does that look like in yeah. terms of getting shut down? What does that look like in terms of getting your report in to do anything whatsoever? It already was yeah. 22 months and, you people gunning for you every day. Um, yeah. How to just manage this job See, is a question. And I think that that, uh, that plays into, you know, what, what was ultimately conducted, which was not insubstantial. I mean, 37 people were indicted. He sent the, he sent yeah. his lawyer to jail. He sent the, he sent Flynn to jail. He sent Manafort to jail. He sent other, you know, that Roger Stone is arrested. Like all these people have been arrested. Yeah. So we have all of these people that have been arrested, all of these people that have been talking to and then changing plans in terms of Russia, who for sure hacked the election. We know meetings took place. So there's a lot of stuff that just still doesn't make any sense. Right. In terms of when you say these things didn't happen, like that isn't really. So we're like, can we need to see what was said because. So when do you think? Do you think someone's going to leak it, Dan? I mean, I think, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think there is a great deal of pressure from Democrats to release it. And I think that there is a great deal of pushback from Republicans to not release it. I have not I seen a lot of ask on the Republican side of the fence to be like, hey, you know what? Let's let's just get this thing out there. Um, the president has said he doesn't care if it's released, but I I think that that's 
probably untrue. Um, I mean, Dan, just to say, they were pretty much aware that this was going to happen. And they went to Florida and they hunkered down with lawyers and went completely silent and behaved in the manner of people that were just continually shitting themselves. Yes. In other words, not in the manner of people that were entirely unconcerned about what was going to be found out about them. No, Rudy Giuliani's reaction was, well, it was a lot better than I expected. Yeah. Like, they keep (laughs) saying it out loud. So I guess the move now is exactly what they're doing, which is say no collusion and say we won over and over and over again until it's baked in all the fox heads. Yeah. Then whatever happens next. Right. You've already got the catchphrase in your head, like, but her emails, like you've got your. Yeah. Contrary to all reason, fact, logic, whatever happens next, they've baked a phrase in. Right. And as long as they can keep baking that phrase. Yeah. I mean, Trump's first tweet afterwards was that it was a full exoneration. And the report or the letter literally quotes a part of the report that says it does not exonerate him. You know, so um, this is. Yeah. I mean, you were absolutely correct on Friday when you said that what was going to happen no matter what was a victory lap, you know, and we are seeing, we are absolutely seeing that victory lap. And I think that you are totally right in that if it gets released and if it does not diverge dramatically from the very broad contours of the letter, i.e., it does not say, hey, guess what? Fucking collusion, right? Um, then I think they will just continue. You know, I think that that's like the thing, the thing that we have talked about a lot on this show is that Trump came up with mobsters, right? And the the operating principle that he understands is you don't know shit. Like, don't ask nobody nothing. It's very easy to see a meeting in Trump Tower with Russians and Dojo and everyone else where the Russians basically are like, we hacked the emails, we got all this shit. And they are like, I love it. I don't need to know about it. I love it. Yeah. And there is nothing illegal there. It is unseemly. You, if if what you should have done was go to the FBI and say, guess what, fucking Russians just told me. I don't. But, it might be illegal. I don't know. No, it's not. Like it's it's it is it is exactly what Trump always does, which is it is just on this side of legality mm-hmm. and far on the other side of super shitty. And not, I mean, also, as we've often said, he's too dumb to really be involved in a major plot. Right. He's not, he's not, he's not James Bond. You know, this is not a smart man. He's a gut, like, he's like a roach. He just, you know, he has a certain amount of electrical impulse that drives him one way or the other, but it's not, you know, it's not a sophisticated machine, but right. I mean, the overall picture is 
it no what the Dan, I have to parse my thoughts here. The problem is that this is all simple and complicated. Yeah, he's, totally. This is a guy who is a dirtbag. I mean, he's a local goon from New York. He is a yeah. mobbed up whack job. And he has been a racist for a billion years. He was a, like, a, just a known racist, mobbed up, gross I have proof, Dan. I was making fun of this guy in my books like 10 years ago. <laughs> like, he's he's just because he's a well, he's our well-known local goon. Yeah. And he's gross. Yeah. And he was basically like showing up on Howard Stern and going on late night, pulling condoms out of his pockets. And his racism was his define one of his defining qualities. Yeah. Um, and then he comes out and says, I'm gonna run a Republican because they're dumb. And then he does it and he realized, you know, he does have that instinct that says America loves a catchphrase and a hat. Yeah. And I'm going to give him a catchphrase and a hat. And then I'm going to keep saying my dumb catchphrases and I'm going to keep making hats. And the catchphrase loving hat wearing pop, you know, and it's not like it's one side or the other. Like we do have catchphrases and hats sure. like as people, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we got a catchphrase, we got a hat, and it, he appealed to the the uh, xenophobes, racists, people that are just have the fear of change in the outside. And he, the ideas were unbelievably dumb, but it worked. So we've got one leg of him that has a whole bunch of old, like just some old crimes that he's been committing forever, Yeah, whether it's possible money laundering or just dirtbag stuff around New York or bribery or burying paying you know. off porn stars you had sex with yeah paying people off making shady corporations like he's he's the forget about it part then there's the Russia was like what a well this is a freebie isn't it so you know they're hacking they're like here we'll have some stuff he's like great God only knows what's happening with that. He's changing positions because he has no position. They're like, what do you want me right. to say about your sanctions? Sure, whatever. I don't know. Where's Russia? So um, that's happening. Then you have so that you have fundamentally an unfit, an incredibly unfit racist. Yeah. That's like problem one. Problem. So we have so many problems. The problem two is like also all this stuff. Also Russia attacked us. It's like we have a giant juggernaut of issues. Yeah. Only one of which is a or only some of which because it's all tangled. Right. Right. And you know what we don't love or what's not easily dealt with in cable news is an incredibly complex problem. Yeah. I mean Watergate also super fucking complicated. Hundreds of people involved. I mean, it, they try to kind of streamline it and things in, in All the President's Men. It's still word soup. You know, it's still, <laughs> you know, you're still like Haldeman and we know, you know, H is Haldeman. And like, it's just, yeah. it's money is here and there's slush funds and there's this and there's that. And ultimately then there's like reports and there's, but, and then in the end, there's the only thing that makes it happen is that the guy is taping himself, right. but um, it's a complicated thing. But it's also incredibly simple. He's unfit. Right. He's a I racist. Mean, he's a yeah. bad. He's 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 unfit on every level. And that's, a, you know, should be, I guess, problem one, but also. A whole bunch of crimes and also 
crimes in other places. The Southern District of New York is now on this. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. DC is now, you know, like there's all yeah. these other places that also, Dan, am I still crazy in talking about that clue envelope under the, under the board with the 11 indictments? Where's that? I'm still confused on all of that. Um, yeah. Just on Monday, the Supreme Court ordered the unnamed and unknown Russian or not Russian <laughs> ordered the ordered the unnamed and unknown foreign government to comply with the order that they have been, you know, under seal with um, a sealed Supreme Court thing which is sort of unheard of like that's still moving forward even though this is done so there's there are a lot of pieces on the board that we don't understand but i think that the thing to me is like as, what what you were saying and which i fully agree with is the situation today is the same fucking situation we were in a week ago is the same situation we were in two months ago. Was the same, you know, is the same situation that we've been in since fucking November of 2016, which is we have an unfit criminal motherfucker in the White House. And I tend to feel like the turning point was not going to be. Sunday when Barr's letter came out, and it frankly, it won't be whenever Mueller's report is released. Like the turning point was last November, and we did it. Yeah. And that's actually pretty good, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, the only people that are going to save us are us. And Would that, it, oh, yeah, it always sounds like a catch, but it's, it sounds like a catch, but it's true. Yeah. We just need a hat. We need a hat. We had a hat. We had the pink pussy hat, Dan. That's true. There you was know, a hat. That this doesn't change much of anything other than the gloating, you know, of which there is a lot, and it will be ugly, and it will be it will be shitty. But part of what is driving that gloating is the fact that they know the cover this gives them. And they know the they know that it will change the landscape in terms of the other criminality. But Well, you say that, but I, I also think the story of this report is far from over. I think the story of this report is beginning and that we actually don't know. Like it could be that they're like, it's great. We have cover. I've gotten this nice patio umbrella. This will protect us. And then they're sitting outside as a hurricane's coming. You know, like, right. we just don't know how effective this cover will be. Right. And if not, the cover might actually just fall over and, and land on them. Like, it's it, there were things like this in Watergate, too, where it seemed like they were just getting away with it. And then, like, the things that uh, until we there's the report itself. Again, it's not that he's any kind of a savior. We're just kind of hoping for anything. We're looking for the biggest rocks that we can throw at this guy. Right. Like anything that causes him trouble, anything we can do, <laughs> anything we can yeah. do. And right. we were just hoping we're like, this seems like a nice big rock and right. it still could be. Yeah, I think that the to me, I think 
it definitely will be a rock. But I think that I feel like I know how that rock will play out, which is it will be a big thing because there will be a lot of damning shit in it. And it that damning shit will be picked up by the people that have been picking up all the damning shit. Right. And it will be entirely overlooked, dismissed, and ignored by the other side. You know, and so that I I think to me I don't know that I need to expend a bunch of energy waiting or hoping for it to come out because I I sort of like I can't imagine how it would change that dynamic. You know, you already have fucking Lindsey Graham saying that we need to launch a special counsel to investigate the special counsel. You know, like I mean just like crazy fucking bananas bullshit. Yeah. Um he doesn't suddenly open up the actual report and be like, well, fuck me. Right. I guess it's a question of, you know, they're, they've already already shown that they're willing to get real dirty. Right. But then I mean, I, I think the I think the chances that Trump overplays his hand right now is ridiculously high. Yeah. Because that's all he does. That he just starts literally saying shit out loud is not out of the question. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how I did it and they didn't notice. <laughs> it's not out of the question. Dojo will just tweet it out. Yeah. Here's a picture of us doing the crime. <laughs> not you. bet you won't see this in the report. No. I think that's, that's actually a... In mystery novels, that is a very good way of catch. Like that's how they catch people. <laughs> they just say it. Well, no, they they say like, oh, clearly it wasn't you, and they're like, oh yes, I'm so glad that you saw it wasn't me because it turns out I was here all, you know, like, and I'm so glad you. And then they're like, aha, <laughs> the fa- It's called a false sense of security. Yeah. <sighs> and I, I honestly, he may not, in fact, have a false sense of security, you know, because he's still. Although he is pretty good at self-denial, so. He's pretty good at self-denial, and I think also he is remarkably adept at self-survival. Again, like a roach. Yeah, it is like an animal-level instinct for self-preservation. Yeah. So I'm amazingly relaxed about it. It was more like a... It was it was a point that we were all kind of like that's a point on the map, right? And it was like it was like finding out you'd arrive and be like, oh, what? We're here? Huh. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. It it. I just don't feel like it changed much. And like we we still have exactly the shit sandwich that we were eating last week. Well, still except that they're, they are doing some stuff right now as of this morning where they're attacking the Affordable Care Act. Oh, Jesus. What? Yeah, they're trying to go after the affordable. They, they're trying to use this as capital, too. It's all just kind of happening as of this morning. But <sighs> so they are, um, you know, potentially, you know, jumping in hard and fast and. You know, yeah, I mean, they're going to victory lap this for all that they can, for sure. But, but potentially jump into the pit. Yeah, but and the, that 
they still they also still have the same basic situation that they had last time, which is a Democratic House that isn't going to fucking play. You know, they have they're deeply unpopular. I mean, it's it's while this is certainly a, a reprieve, an opportunity for them to catch their breath and to get on the the, you know, the good side of news headlines for a while. It doesn't really change their landscape all that much either. No. Ugh. I mean... What does this mean for our trip to Disney, Maureen? That's nothing. what I want to know. Nothing. Our trip to Disney is when he's out. So it doesn't do anything. I just want to go to Disney. It was a mirage, Dan. It's a possible gas station in the distance. I just want to go. I just want to go. I was at a dinner last night with a woman who was a Disney princess out of college. I feel like you just keep adding to, like facts to that sentence on a dare at a party. <laughs> it was amazing. She was like, it was the greatest job I ever had. I would like to work at Disney, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, every child that came up to you was the happiest you've ever seen them. I like that. I know. We would be good Disney employees. We would. And I don't have any arm tattoos. Do you? Not yet. Well, don't get them because you can't have them if you're a Disney employee. Well, you can cover them up, surely. Not if you're wearing short sleeves. Mm. You can wear long sleeves. Mm. I don't think all the outfits are long sleeves. Look, Dan, we'll work it out. All right. She just seemed so happy when she talked about it. Well, yeah. Says who via, I mean, again, Dan, this is a coping mechanism. So what are we telling people about coping? Uh, just real quick, I'm hearing a weird yep, bassoon Dan, that's, sound. Yeah, yeah, that's the drill. You know how, like, there's always uh, drilling 100% of the time? <laughs> it's like, do you have a bassoonist in your house? No, Dan, that's the, that's the, it's, there's never not drilling, Dan. And did I tell sure. you that when I, when I went to Toronto the other week, and I woke up in the morning in the hotel room because above me was drilling because they were. <laughs> no, you did not mention that. Uh-huh. Because wherever <laughs> I go, someone is drilling above me. Oh, Anywhere my word. I go. Yeah. I take it with me, Dan. It follows me around like a trail of stars. <laughs> That's the worst trail of stars ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's just weird noises. Like, it sounds like little spiders, metallic spiders are crawling through the vents as they, like, stick stuff up through the... Because we have these kind of heat duct things. When you Uh live in a big, tall New York building and there's, like, forced, you know, forced air that's coming through, those are all kind of hollow shafts. Right. So there's all... When they do stuff in them, it's these weird, like, noises. It also means that if you play your cards right, you can hear stuff coming from all different apartments through those shafts because they're basically, like... mm -hmm, or really stanky weed smoke, like skunky, skunky. <laughs> oh, no. We had some neighbor that our, if you walked into our apartment, you'd be like, oh, hey, Cheech and Chong, why is, you, <laughs> why is it so stanky in here? And we'd be like, it's not us. 
It's just we get this real skunky, stanky old smoke like all the time. Uh, I think we were mildly baked constantly just because our apartment, (laughs) the way the wind blew and the way our vents were set up is that we were just drenched in it constantly. And it wasn't sweet and light. It was like stanky. It was just real stanky. You get everybody's smells. You get everybody's. Um, I also figured out that my neighbor's stove was leaking because of the way the wind oh, was blowing. Oh, no. Yeah, there was a gas leak in my neighbor's apartment. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, and I figured it out because I was at home and I'm like, it really smells like gas and I'm dizzy. And I called them and they came with the gas meter and it went next to my neighbor's apartment. And they broke in because they weren't in there and it was their ga- their stove was leaking. Oh, my God. Jesus. Like mm-hmm. Oh, stuff happens all the time, man. Just Living think in if, that, if that had been happening when the stanky pot people lit up. Uh, uh, Dan, when you, you died. A, when you live in a big old apartment building, it's just one thing after the other. <laughs> you are living in a sick. You really are living in a kind of sitcom because you're living with hundreds of people and they're all New Yorkers and New Yorkers are crazy. Like... <laughs> It really, I mean, my last building was really next level. That's where I had the neighbor with who used to come and scream at me in the middle of the night and and leave notes. Yeah. Yeah, And then I had the the man who came to my door to ask me if I had threshing equipment. And then, (laughs) then there was the, then there was the recycling police, the woman who used to stand next to the recycling bins and go, you can't put that in there. And then the day I left Dan, and this is a true story. When I left that building, which was a blessing, because I finally was like, First of all, Oscar was coming to live here. And secondly, I was like, I can't live like this anymore. This woman has been chasing me the entire time I've lived here. I have no peace. Like she comes to my door and threatens me and screams in my face and leaves these spidery letters under. Like it's, it's, I can't go on. So I went to move out. And the day I went to move out, the morning that I was moving some of my stuff over, a man dressed in a denim suit i mean like a like a business suit but like leisure and made of denim i've never yeah. seen anything quite like it that's a good look he was whole it was 10 in the morning he has a big mustache he's wearing a denim suit and is holding a glass of cognac <laughs> <laughs> held the door open for me dude yeah that guy has a story and I was like, this is an omen that only good things are happening at the new place. No kidding. So, yeah. I think about denim cognac guy a lot. <laughs> wonder how he's holding up. Listen, he only well. Like, that guy is fine. He is. He is fine. You know who else are... is fine, Maureen? The listeners of Says Who. Man, who we love you. Support us through Patreon. At patreon.com slash says who we need to talk, Maureen. I think about I know what you're the cookies. Say. About the cookies. Jesus, the cookies. we need to talk about the cookies. So uh as we said, Maureen was in Chicago. Uh she had a book event not in Chicago, but in Downers Grove, Illinois, which is a suburb west of Chicago. Um me and you and uh, my wife Janice and and the two kids all piled into our car and road tripped the hour plus uh, drive that it took to get there. And as we were walking into the bookstore, a says who listener named Alex walked up with a tray of cookies. And Maureen, 
Were these regular cookies? No. Tell me. Tell me, Maureen, about these amazing cookies. These cookies were some of the most beautiful cookies I have ever seen. They were, I mean, where do I start? So we each got a box of cookies. There were three Says Who logo cookies in each. That were perfectly reproduced. Yeah. I mean, they look like little cookie photographs. It was nuts. And yet they weren't. And yet they weren't. They were cookies. Yeah. They, they weren't like photo prints. They no. were all icing, hand-drawn, painted yeah. cookies. Then we each got a pie. Yeah. And the pie was multi-layered. It wasn't just like flat. So there was like, they she did lattice work on them. Yeah. This is a so pie was, cookie, to be clear. Yeah, a cookie. A cookie. But so it had kind of a 3D, you know, like, yeah. a, like a landscape effect, too, of like, the, there was like a pot, like she'd drawn like pie fillings yeah. and then she'd done lattice work. And then we each got Mickey ears with our names on them with glitter. Yeah. Glitter Mickey eared with the names written the same in the same yellow embroidery that you get your name embroidered on a Mickey ear. Then we got hamburgers that just said ketchup on them. Which were amazing. Again, cookies. <laughs> That were just these. All of these things look. They were all little works of art. But then we each we each got a special cookie. Yeah, I got a document with all of my boyfriend's names written on it <laughs> in like chocolate or something. It, it in was like loopy cursive. It was surrounded by hearts. Yeah, it was beautiful. But Dan got the I think the winner yeah. because of the level of detail. Yeah. So Dan got a cookie that was maybe, I guess, like three inches by two inches. I mean, yeah, it was something not like that. And it's a white square. It was a conspiracy wall. Yeah. And the the level. So written on there are all references from the show. But I guess there's a bakery pen that's the same size as like a bulb, like a tip, a fine tip yeah. pen. So it's just like tiny writing throughout of names and places and. The omelet bar makes an appearance and Michael Cohen and 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 then it is the each name is connected through a twisting and and overlapping lines of red icing yarn. It was I'm still also I ate all mine. They were delicious. We we have eaten them and they are amazing. We did not eat the conspiracy wall and we are going to somehow preserve it in a way that uh, in a way that won't get eaten by mice but um i I ate it eventually i kept that one for last and then i then i ate it um they were delicious they had kind of cinnamon i don't actually know what they were but they were like a because usually cookies that are really decorated are also kind of gross because they're you know they're kind of plain and they got these were delicious that was the other weird part is that they were also because usually you get cookies like that. You're like, nah. But I had a little bite of the first says who. I was like, these are great. They were then amazing. she also gave us each. Each. A box of mini pies. Homemade, multi-flavored mini pies. Yeah. Yeah. We each got a half dozen mini pies. One was pineapple cream. So like Dole Whip flavored. First one I So, so good. First one went down. They were perfect size yeah. too. Like when I was in the hotel room, I was like, this is this is like just right. Yeah. 
uh, there was a winterberry, there was a French silk, there was oh, and then there was like a, a um, Snickers crunch or something like, like a that? yeah, like a super sweet candy pie. Um, so Alex, See, thank you. Holy cow! Yeah, this thing came in like she showed up with a box that was like it looked like when you carry things into weddings and you have to carry yeah. like a large amount of flowers, like five bouquets or something. It was a box that size. It was. So, um, bananas we looked down we're like what is in this huge box and she's like oh you know a half dozen pies and decorated cookies for each of you that i've spent <laughs> like the last three nights doing we're like huh uh i also amazing. got a, i got a painting you did um, and we got to meet a bunch of sesuvians so that was, was that was amazing it was really exciting then it was the first time we and again first time we do something together a muller report finishes dan yeah. we've got to figure out how to close the spell well you know or what Move it on. Maureen, we're going to be together again at Pod X in Nashville, May 31st to June 2nd. Maybe we need to, to get some witch supplies. For sure. Oh, we are, I am doing one of my spells, Dan. Yeah. I may bring my bell with me. Yeah. So come to Nashville, May 31st through June 2nd. Get your tickets at podx.com slash says who. That code gets you 10% off your ticket. Melissa would 100% let me have a room to do a magic spell. Yes, we will do this. This will we happen. To, we need to push this more, you guys. This is a new podcast convention run by Mischief Management who run amazing fucking conventions. If you've ever been to LeakyCon, GeekyCon, Con of Thrones, uh, BroadwayCon, these are those people. They run amazing events. And this is their first podcast convention. So if you've ever been like, I don't know. Maybe I, like go to this. It's going to be like, great. If you're anywhere near Nashville or even if you're not like fucking go, like it's going to be fun. If you're ever just like on the fence about whether or not you want to try to do something, um, go like you can go to Dolly world. Yeah. I mean, come on. Country music hall of fame. It's all good stuff. And I say this as someone who fucking hates country music. I hate it. Oh, but the Country Hall Music Hall of Fame is a really, it is amazing museum about America. Uh, it is a, it is a, it is amazing. I mean, I like Dolly. I there like Graham Parsons. There you go. I like Johnny Cash. Yeah. See, you like country music. And I don't like Willie Nelson's music, but I like Willie Nelson. Yeah, I'm in the same boat on that one. Anyway, get your tickets at podx.com slash says who. Speaking so, of musicians, Maureen. Also, I've, my friend's. My friends, the History Chicks, will be there. There you go. There are a um, lot of good podcasts coming. My uh, my 13-year-old is over the moon in excitement about the lineup. But musicians, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Do you know that Ted Leo just did a um, tribute concert for Dexie's Midnight Runners? I like do. they did it. A- oh! <laughs> You don't know how thrilling that is to me because I fucking love Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> Underrated band. Gino is a great album. Uh, you can find out where Ted is doing all sorts of things at tedleo.com. We always thank Darth on this program. Thank you, Darth. Darth. We love you, Darth. You we just ca- thank Darth. We just thank we him. Do. That's him. No, sorry, not him. Them. We them. thank them. I yeah. apologize. I don't know why I want to do that. That's wrong. Maybe it's because I think Darth, Darth Vader, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I make this connection that because one assumes Darth Vader, some sort of dude, yeah. maybe. 
But we know we know the whole origin story of Darth Vader. That's part of the problem of Darth of the Star Wars prequels. Whereas Darth is a red panda. Exactly. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y at Says Who Podcast dot com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. I'm going to starve in Nashville, though. It's real ribby. You know what I mean? It's real like. It's meaty. It's chickeny. Nashville is a chicken town more more than a rib town. I've I've gone on tour there before, and I tell you, I had to I had to fill my pockets with nuts and seeds because it was it was tough. So fortunately, what you can do in advance is have a little service called Blue Apron, and oh, you can it. have it sent to the hotel. Now you do need to cook it, so uh, spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews just, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. So if you want to just suck on a lone piece of parsley in a bag. Why not get Blue Apron? They'll send you, you can one join fucking... us next week, April 3rd, for our not next even, episode. Not even worth a penny's worth of, of of parsley in a plastic bag. You just suck on that in the room with the lights off. From uh, the Ace Hotel in beautiful downtown oh. Los Angeles, I'm Dan Sinker. Oh, someone's got a handlebar mustache and a pencil sharpener. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a record player in your room? I don't. Oh man, I, I don't. You know what? Every everything that is here to hang a piece of clothing on is made out of leather. Mm, how wonderful! When I I stayed at the Ace Hotel in London, and every room had a pencil, like one of those like school attached to the wall pencil sharpeners. Wow! I was like, Are you get the fuck out of here with this, like. <laughs> And then we stayed in another fancy hotel in London on a tour, and it was a really nice hotel. I was there with other people. It was like part of a, it like it was a thing. We had a suite of rooms with like a living room, and yeah. they had a record player, and I was psyched as shit. That's pretty awesome. And they had a copy of Ziggy Stardust, and I was oh, like, "Oh man, yeah! fuck yeah!" And I put it on, and it sounded like this. so i'm saying that the sound was not great it turns out if you put a 25 dollar record player in a room with a 30 year old record you know it it sounds like ass but I was I sat there for a minute. I was like with my arms folded. I was like, I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking enjoy it. And then I'm gonna put on Transformer, because they've also given me Transformer. I'm gonna ah <laughs> It was ah oh, was and then I was like, well, I just have to go back to my room and sharpen my pencils. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making long strings of pencil sharpening. Having a fun time in my room, my hipster room, sharpening my pencils, listening to music. I can't. Oh, just having a party in my room. Thanks, Ace. Just for figuring out what we want. We don't want bigger pillows or anything. We don't want like a bathtub. We got a fucking pencil sharpener and a record player that doesn't work. Thanks a lot. You've really figured out what comfort is. Who wants more talk? 
sharpening that little fucking pencil till it's like a little fucking dagger that I can throw at people in the hallway, like some kind of little poisonous dart, while I slowly crank through some Lou Reed in the background that sounds like it's being played through molasses in a fucking time machine. <laughs> anything the hotel, you really figured out what the fuck we need. Exactly. Got anything else I need to a fucking juicero or I don't know, like one of those hand cranked washing machines that takes 17 hours. <sighs> anyway, it's you're fine. Sp- you're supposed to say for my closet. They sold, you know what they sold at the fucking front Jackson. desk? Monocle magazine. I'm like, yeah. hey, do you have a copy of Go Fuck Yourself? <laughs> That's my favorite magazine. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I was in some sort of McSweeney's listicle. <gasps> it's fine. I just can't wait till this fucking, this phase is over until we get to the next one. Because <laughs> this is some bullshit. No one needs a pencil sharpener in their room. And you know what? If you need a pencil sharpener, we have little tiny ones you can carry in your fucking pocket. Not ones you can hit your head on as you're trying to find the remote <laughs> control. <laughs> I have to go to work. Whatever, Dan. Enjoy the Ace Hotel. I'm sure it's not complete bullshit. Take one of those bikes in the lobby. You know the ones with the giant front wheel and the tiny back one that's six feet in the air? And you have to wear a top hat while you're... Well, why don't you fucking burn the place down then? Because clearly it's not a good hotel. We don't have showers. We just have a wooden bucket and a guy in a mustache who comes and covers you in lye. My room does does have a shower. It does not have a door on the shower, which is possibly the worst what? design on a shower ever. I hate this. I hate this. And what is this deal with exposed bathroom? Like, fuck you, hipster hotels. Yeah. We want towels. We want a door. Get rid of the fucking pencil. Sh- that is such bullshit. They think they're cool. They're not cool. On that note, mm. uh, I am here in LA and I am Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen Johnson. I got a fucking door in my bathroom like a fucking human being. And this has been Says Hugh.